What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, oh, damn, I'm about to get vulnerable here. Oh. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Gathugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is here to expand upon prior and future blog posts and is centered around having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. Each episode, I will be talking about a different topic and inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast aims to make you laugh, think, and inspire conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this episode, I'm joined by my son, my firstborn, Stephen Wanjohi, an up-and-coming singer-songwriter, as we discuss all things music, songwriting, and dreaming big, as well as him giving us a sneak peek into the projects that he's been working on. So... Without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> what happened? Did you have a cold? Oh, no. No, no. Oh, what happened? Um, no, you have to tell me now. No, I can't. No. You have to tell me now. <laughs> okay. It was um, shenanigans. I love a good shenanigans story. No, so... On, I am recording, by the way. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, on Wednesday, I went to Birmingham with yeah. a few of my friends, because that's where I go for university. Yeah. And... After my lecture, I was like, okay, look, I know I'm not going to go back home. So I was... I ain't going home tonight. I'm not going home tonight. tonight. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way I'm going home tonight. So I had stayed um, at Birmingham. I asked my friend if I could drop off my stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, he literally just messaged me now. (laughs) Speak of the devil. (laughs) (laughs) He... um, he was like, yeah, that's fine. You can leave your stuff at my house. We can, we'll just go from there. So then I left my stuff at his. We were just having a good time. Had a couple of beverages. A couple of beverages. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
uh, after that, we made our way out to um, to a nightclub, uh-huh. and then we were there till about half three. And then I couldn't catch, yeah, I couldn't catch my train until another couple of hours. Mm -hmm. So in order to kill the time, we had tried to go to look for a McDonald's that was open, but we obviously didn't realise that it had opened until half five. Mm -hmm. So we were just sort of stranded, (laughs) just in the middle of nowhere for an hour. And then once New Street had opened up, Mm -hmm. we just stayed in there. We, We almost fell asleep. I almost missed my train. And then uh, eventually we uh, we went back to our separate ways. Mm-hmm. I went back home and I didn't get home until about half six. Dad. Yeah, I didn't get home until about half six. Oh my God. And then slept and then I missed my first lecture, which was an hour and a half. And I didn't wake up until 10 minutes before I was supposed to be there. Bruh. Yeah. Hold on, was this an in-class lecture? Yeah, it was an in-class lecture. All of my and lectures And your uni is in Birmingham? Mm-hmm. So why didn't you just stay in Birmingham? <sighs> I would have found it. I would have been like, no, we go. <laughs> we will continue to go. Because, like, I brought my bag as well with spare clothes and I was thinking, yeah, I can... Why did you come home? I That's don't know. Why did you come home? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Was it at least a good night out? Oh, yeah, no, of course it was, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, I would have... Because to be honest, the last time I went out in Birmingham was the first time I went out in Birmingham, which was a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was not great. I spent a lot of money. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I spent a lot of money and it was just... The thing is, it was that the money was spent more on like transport back because we went out on a Saturday. Mm. So then it was like trains stopped running so yeah. we, and we all wanted to go home because the night was not nighting the way it should no. be. <laughs> So we were like, okay, let's go home. We're all in the Uber. And obviously it was like 90 pounds to get home. 90? Yeah. How? Wait, what? <laughs> the thing is, is that the way that the night had gone and also one of my friends had work in the morning. Yeah. And by morning, I mean in a couple of hours because we left at like three. No, we left at like four. Okay. She had work at like five. Oh my lord. She literally exited the taxi, went to her house, changed, and then walked to work. I said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what strength that you have. But I'm going to need some of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need some of that. I'm going to need some of that. (laughs) Nah, oh my god. Nah. I'm happy you had a good night though. Yeah. I'm, I'm astonished that your friend managed to go home get changed and just thought yeah you know yeah i need to get i need to get my i need to get my week's worth yeah. of payment it's so just but she's, but she's also in uni as well and that's the thing about being at uni i feel like you have a different perception of time yeah when you're a student yeah. i don't know i don't know because the thing is is that i would go on nights out and have 9am the next day i'd be turning up hungover hanging just hanging in the chair and I'd still be there, nine o'clock. Seriously? Yeah. A wild, crazy, crazy nights. And I would still be in class, 9am, the next day. Goodness me. You have a different stamina. So that's why I'm like, why did you come home? No, no, I wouldn't have firmed it. I wouldn't have firmed it. Why? Because I'm a lightweight. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I came home and slept and yeah. then woke up the next day, I was hanging. Oh, God. My headache was pounding. My oh headache God. was headaching. Oh, God. So, and then I woke up, I was like, oh. 
looked at my phone and I saw the time. I was like, ah, oh, it's 20, it's 20 past one. And I'm not even, oh, why didn't I just say, oh man. And then I came in and uh, after that lecture mm-hmm. I had missed, there's normally like an hour, 45 minute gap mm-hmm. where uh, I would probably spend that time like rehearsing with my band or something mm-hmm. that I've been assigned with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because most of my band had went out that night as well, oh, they were, were also hanging out. <laughs> oh so they were just like, you know what, let's just leave Somebody today. Somebody play me as C major? No. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't playing that. <laughs> we're not playing that today. <laughs> so yeah, all pretty much all of them were hanging. They were mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's just leave it for today. Mm-hmm. So I just spent that hour 45 minutes of just sleeping. <laughs> and one of my friends, I didn't see this happen, but one of my friends... Um, was trying to get a drink uh-huh. from the bar. Yeah, with one of his, with one of my other friends, uh-huh. and they were making their way upstairs, and he somehow manages to fall down the stairs. Oh God! Whilst holding his drink. Oh God! And he managed to swell up. He's he has a swollen ankle now, oh, or a sprained ankle, and the whole time. I saw him. He was literally just walking around, <laughs> limping on this ankle. Oh no! Oh god! Uni nights out. They are so boring. Oh man! Oh my goodness! But anyway, I haven't even introduced you, you know. No. I haven't even introduced. We just got straight into hangover stories from university. <laughs> oh god! But yeah. Welcome to this episode of Miss Educate Podcast. I am joined by the one and only my son. Yes, I have a son. I have a son. I have a child. This is my son, my protege. <laughs> Mr. Steve. Mr. Steve Wanjohi. <laughs> protege, you know. Yeah, you are. I'm claiming you. Wow. You're my kid. Thank you. I have claimed- How many times have I claimed you? Too many times. Many times. Many, many I've times. I've claimed you to so many different people. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually incredible. Mm-hmm. And people... Like my kid. Yeah, exactly. And people actually, like, come up to you and then see me and be like, oh, isn't that, isn't that the one that you claim that your son? And yeah, you're like, yes! That's my kid. That's my son. That's my son. <laughs> what are you on about? But yeah, Steve is on the podcast today and both of us ha- just happen to be just happened to be musicians yes unsigned independent little um, kind of makes it seem like we're homeless or something that we're yeah, no, begging for a home but really i'm i'm enjoying oh yeah i'm no. enjoying just making the music i'm loving life living in loving life living in loving life <laughs> um yeah you know it's actually funny because i remember um a saying that my friend has told me don't let life chop you. You must chop life. And with the fact that both of us are doing music, I feel like I'm really chopping life at the Ooh. moment right now. Because recently, yeah. I had done a performance with my wonderful, talented friend, Ezra, who... Hi, Ezra, if you're listening. Ezra! <laughs> um... Yeah, I did a live performance with her on one of her songs called Not My Job. 
Okay. I had written my own verse okay. and performed it on stage yeah. at the Sunflower Lounge, which was absolutely incredible mm-hmm. because it was like the first, it was the first proper time that I had done something that was organized instead of just like an open mic. Yeah. So it was like, at first I turned up to the sound check mm-hmm. and it was like, I felt so tense and nervous because I was like I don't know what everybody else is going to think mm. but then uh, she came over to me she was like oh you're right oh, I want to know like what your verses sounded like and I was like no 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 you can wait <laughs> you can wait yeah so then once I did the sound check of the verse and like performed it with her band and everything everybody was like what this guy can rap and mm. say what mm. and yeah, it was, it was, yeah, just an incredible feeling to be on the stage with her. Yeah. And I would love to do it again. So if you see anything on her Instagram, <laughs> please get at her. She's so talented. Yeah. Oh, I have to check her out. Yeah, definitely. But take me on the journey, take me on the journey of you and music. Like, how did it all start? Um, I guess I could say that music had all started from a young age. Mm-hmm. Because I had always been a music fan. I had always been wanting to sort of perform and do my own stuff. And I remember the first time I had actually sort of like done any performing at a young age was when I was back in primary school. Mm -hmm. And we were told to sing this song. Um, I can't remember how exactly how it went. But then I saw everyone sat around me in a circle and at first I was like oh gosh I wonder what's gonna happen I wasn't actually holding a mic by the way I I was just gesturing I was holding a mic but I was just like like shoulders in like the nervous type but then once I slowly got into it I slowly started expressing myself and expressing um everything that I had to that I had within me basically Mm. and it was ever since then that I realised that I, like, just fell in love with music straight away. Mm. And, yeah. And and then a couple of years later, I think I was about 10 years old, mm-hmm. I had done Get On The Stage. Whoop, yeah. whoop. It's our music school. It's our music school. It's, yeah, it was Get like, On The Stage. Yeah. Gots. <laughs> yeah. Guts. Is that what really? Yeah, because <laughs> get on the stage. Yes. Guts. Guts. <laughs> when everyone was talking about like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, me and Molly, who also attended the music mm. school, we were just like, Guts is get on the stage. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, after doing after doing that, I realized like like it was incredible performing in front of people and just being able to comfortably be in my zone and just express sort of like the the feelings that are going on in my head Mm -hmm. especially with the songwriting one when I had done um (laughs) I love that song I still love that song no you don't I love that song no way I do (laughs) you know my mum still has that CD of course she does she not have it because it's a great song it's so good 
That's the thing. I know you're probably thinking, oh my god, it's so cringy, it's so cheesy. But can I just say, I wrote a whole song about a book. I wrote a song about a book. Which book was this? Catching Fire. I wrote a song about... Because oh. I remember, because Alex, our music teacher, he yeah. was like, I wanted you to write a song about like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew that I loved books at the time, because I was like 15. And then he was like, oh, I know you like the Hunger Games series. Write a song about... And Catching Fire was about to come out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write a song about Catching Fire. Oh my God. When I performed it, I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really thought I was it for like writing a song about Catching Fire. And I listened to it the other day and I was like, oh my God. I'm not going to lie. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's It's a a bop. bop. It's a bop. But I think that music school and doing that music school is when I first saw how talented you were. Like, mm. you owned the stage. And you were so confident. And I think because, like, there's an age gap between us, I was just like, how how is he able to do that? Mm. Like, you just took the stage and you felt so comfortable. And I think you were able to engage with the audience as well. Like, when, you know, getting the audience to clap and just to engage with you, which is hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. And you did it so well. And I think that's when I was like, okay, I claim this one now. <laughs> this one now. I'm going to claim this one. It's my son. I did that. I did nothing. I did nothing. But yeah, I think that's when I was like, yo, this kid is talented. <laughs> like this kid is going to go far. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that actually, as much as I hate talking about the song that I wrote, mm-hmm. that was the first proper time that I had thought like I could probably I could probably go somewhere with this. Yeah. But then secondary school happened, and then I sort of just like put that away for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it's I just. Do you mean songwriting or music in general? Music in general. Really? I just, yeah, I just put it away but in secondary school. you musical. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was in Hairspray. And you did so well. I did so... I came to see you. Yeah. I was so proud of you. Thank you. You did so well. Yeah. I, I actually... Yeah. I was in that musical and I actually did really well. You did. But I, I was like... like was it like, wasn't... Nah. Music wasn't musicking for mm-hmm. you. Music wasn't musicking. And then again, it was a musical, so I had to like mix in... Like acting mm. an American accent mm. and then singing yeah. as well as choreographed dancing as yeah. well it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot yeah why do you think that in secondary school it was something that you because I was more focused on football and I like I before music I had aspirations of being a footballer I've mm. always had um and like my dad he like he was the only person well I say the only person my whole family obviously supported me but mm-hmm. if I had to say one person in particular my dad was really trying to push me to like become a footballer and mm. do all of these things that are related to football I was genuinely breathing sleeping watching football mm. playing football I mm-hmm. could do literally anything to do with football <clears throat> so yeah that's I think that's the main reason why I sort of just put music to the side and just try to put my focus onto one thing. Mm. And yeah, and then I stepped into sixth form when I went into a football college and that was when I realised I was like, oh, right. I reached I reached 17, 18 and I thought, mm, there's, 
there's such a slim, slim chance of me like getting scouted or getting picked up by mm. a football club. So after sixth form and then COVID hit, which was like, oh, well, that was a bummer. Yeah. Finished off that year. Yeah. And then went into 2021 where um, at the university I'm at now. Yeah. And I think this is the first time I could say to myself that this is the first proper time that I've actually fully embraced music. Mm. That I've fully managed to get a grasp of it and be like, yeah, I'm, I can, I can actually do stuff with my talents. And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful feeling. It's, a feeling that I can't really describe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I was I was just so happy that I could be able to do, like, all of the songwriting stuff that I that I still do today, and be able to contact um, different agencies about performing live, which, by the way, might not be performing live soon. But who knows? Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sipping my tea. Oh just... god, you have to tell me afterwards. You have to actually tell me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because I need details. I I've, need to know. Honestly, I've got a short list of like <gasps> who I want in my band, what songs I want to perform, like where I would like to perform as well, what time, all of that. I've got it written in my notepad. Because I was doing that last night at like one o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh, yeah. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> This is amazing, you know. Yeah. How so good. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to have to... This is only the beginning. 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 Mm -hmm. But then, okay. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take us through it because you were on track to doing football. Yes. And even at one point I was like, yeah, you're on track to doing football. And I do remember having a conversation with you one time and just being like, Steve, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And you were like, not going to lie, I want to pursue music. And yeah. I didn't even, even though I had, we had done like get on the stage together and I was like, this guy's a performer. He's very good. <laughs> he's, he's, his voice is amazing. His songwriting, yes, he's got it all. Even though I knew that, 
I was still shocked as well when you were like, oh yeah, I want to do music. Because I was like, oh, I thought I thought it was football now. Yeah. So how did you go, what was that transition like? How did your family react? How did your dad react when you said, actually, I'm done with this football. Like, I'm done with doing football and pursuing football. I kind of want to pursue music now. I think I was most shocked when my dad had sort of like been very, very supportive because obviously he knows that I did get on the stage as well. He was there. Mm -hmm. My whole family were, to be Mm -hmm. fair. Mm -hmm. And he knew that I had like bags of talent, not only on the football pitch, but also on the music stage. Mm -hmm. So even if I had started out doing music and then going into football, Mm -hmm. he still would have been like, you know, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I was I was definitely surprised when he he was like very honest and just ready to sort of like be like you know I'm not gonna understand everything, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to support you in your decision. Oh. So yeah, it yeah. was it was actually insane when I heard that and I was like yeah you know yeah I gotta make this up to him. Mm. I gotta make it up to him somehow, and yeah I'm still making that wave. To mm. make it up to him. Yeah. But my mum was over the moon. My mum was over the moon, honestly. She's like, yes! <laughs> oh, Steve, this is the first time I'm not... Oh, you're not going to be watching football as much. I'm like, I'm still going to be I'm watching football. I'm still going to watch football. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm also going to sing there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sing though. <laughs> if you see me at the Super Bowl... Oh! Nah, do that. <laughs> Super Bowl is nothing but inferior to football. I'm just saying. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, but yeah, I was, it's just incredible yeah. how everything had played out. Yeah. And oh, I had played one of my unreleased songs to my parents. Your parents. Yeah, and they found it amazed. They they were. They were amazed. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, you're better than I was. I released a song. I didn't even tell my parents. Seriously? Yeah, when I released The Other Side, I didn't even tell my parents. I think I, that's the thing with every everyone's first song. Yeah. I, I didn't tell my parents on my first song. I didn't tell anyone. I just kind of like did little hints on my Instagram story and then just like dropped the song and was like, oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> whoops. Just dropped that there for you. Oh, Enjoy. there it is. <laughs> like, honestly, I will never forget, like, my mum's reaction. She literally, she listened to the song and I could hear her listening to it while I was in my room. And she just kind of, like, storms up the stairs, literally storms up the stairs, like, whacks open the door and is like, your song. <laughs> and the biggest smile on her face is just like, so beautiful. Da, 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 da. Why didn't you tell us? I was like, um, I'm sorry, can you not see that I have microphone in this room i have all of this did you there's a keyboard in my room did you think i was not doing anything (laughs) but i was like no but it was yeah i think it's like a i don't know whether it's the same with you steve but it's like a sacred thing yeah and it's hard to share because sometimes you're like especially with songwriting as well like it's like i'm being vulnerable like i'm I'm telling you like my innermost thoughts and Mm. i'm writing it down Mm. even if it's writing it down to a beat yeah but i don't know yeah, I like. I probably won't be sharing that first song with anyone. Really? Yeah, because it was. 
It's not bad in terms of the songwriting, like mm. the songwriting and the beat selection. Yeah. yeah. They were they were good, but yeah. it could have been better. But it's just the fact that it's the context behind it. And I was thinking, what? What do you <laughs> mean? I mean, like, it's good, but some of the lyrics, hey, <laughs> I look back on it now. I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> like, why did I put, why did I think I was happy to put that in there? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I know what you mean. There are certain songs that I'm like, yeah, exactly. You're like, mm. Steve, are you really doing that? Are you alright? Is everything alright? It's like, yeah, it's fine. No, but yeah. It's the context. It's the, it was the context. It's yeah. the context for me that I was just sort of like, oh. Like, yeah. Nah, I know what you mean. Because there are some songs that I'm like, Ooh. that's embarrassing. Mm. Sorry that I'm. Sorry that I'm. Oh, oh, damn. I'm about to get vulnerable here. Oh. <laughs> I think it's the fact that I'm... Uh, do I go into detail? This. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, crap. Mm. Yeah. I really wrote that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. It's crazy. But Especially, like, when you write about other people. Have you ever wrote songs about... My unreleased song is about someone oh! else. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh trust me I know how I know that feeling yeah. I know that feeling did you share it with that person no I haven't shared it with that person okay yet. so they don't do they know no they don't know keep it that way yeah keep it that way I, I, no actually <laughs> I, I don't know I mean actually do what you want but yeah just know that sometimes there are people in this world that know certain songs that I wish I had not sent because I don't even like that song yeah I, w- I think I would be fine even if we weren't on good terms, but it was still a good song. But I was like, that's not my best. Mm. I don't know why I said that to you. Mm, mm, mm. But would you would you share it with this person? I definitely. Oh. Definitely. I would definitely share it with this person. It's just because of the fact that um talk about it, I was like, oh, honestly, I don't know. And then I saw him construct the whole beat by himself, put it together. And then yeah. I was listening to the beat as he was constructing it. And I was like, wait, why is this exactly how I wanted it to sound? <laughs> and then I was sitting in my chair, just amazed. And I was like, and then like all the lyrics just started like, I just started building a basis of like what I wanted the song to sound like, what I wanted everything to have the context of. And it's just, it was just amazing. And then, <clears throat> once we had recorded the chorus yeah and then he smoothened it out made it sound sim- like the levels were alright we had just played that on repeat and we looked at each other we were like bro this is going to be a banger yeah once we get this fully done and sorted this is this is going on radio stations ah like ah! Ser- like yes. seriously here for it yeah it was it was insane so then if this is how you feel about it this is a, just a genuine question. This is not me like prompting you to like release it or not. Mm-hmm. Why do you then not want to release it? Is it because of how vulnerable you were? Oh, no, no. It's because... <coughs> Marketing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard that. I don't know if everybody else heard that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not planning on releasing the song until May. Yeah. Yeah. May. Okay. A- and 
the last couple of weeks actually have been like absolutely insane because I played the song to um, one of my friends that goes to the same uni as me. Yeah. Uh, his name is Zero. Uh-huh. Hello, Zero. <laughs> <coughs> um, Valley Boy Zero is what I call him because he's from Wales. And he, I sent him the track. Yeah. And he was like, yo, like, this is this is this sick is yeah. this is it and I asked him if he could do a remix on it he was like yeah sure of course and like in this current time I hope he's recording it which if you aren't what are you doing why are you listening to this podcast <laughs> anyways yeah but yeah it's it's incredible mm. and I I am excited and ready to hear what Valley Boy Zero has done to it Mm. Because he is also an incredible musician, songwriter, producer. Mm-hmm. So he has his own thing where he goes into a rap in the Welsh scene. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible because he's already done gigs in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's done gig, a couple of gigs in Newport as well or something. I can't remember. Wow. But yeah, he's definitely Welsh-based and trying to make a name for himself in Birmingham. Mm. And yeah, he's... I'm, I'm sort of like, hey, here's yeah. an opportunity to, for you to do that. And he's yeah. like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. So I'm excited for, to see what he does. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so talk me through how you think that your songwriting has progressed. Because you've gone from Friends, mm. a song like Friends, to a song Dreams, right? I'm Dreaming, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Dreaming. Yeah, that was a song I was on about when I was like, yeah... i like that song seriously i've played it like three times i was like we need to get the plays up yeah so i was like let me play it three times and then i was like okay let me just randomly play it in the background so the algorithm knows Mm. people are picking it up people are picking it up (laughs) (laughs) but no i like like how did you go from like a song like friends to like i'm dreaming and now even from I'm Dreaming, because even now you're looking at I'm Dreaming and you're like, ooh, I don't know about that song. Mm. And now you're going, you'll yeah. keep going up. So like, how how have you seen yourself progress? Um, It's sort of just getting like constructive criticism from people who've already like been in my position before, mm-hmm. as well as like seeing what's best for myself as well. Mm. Obviously that's that's the most important part, knowing what you see and what your vision is. Mm. and how you want to uh, get yourself out as a songwriter. I think it's seeing what other people have done before, seeing what their progression has been like, mm-hmm. and knowing what similarities and differences they have had mm-hmm. when, when they were in my position once, mm-hmm. and then um, how they managed to see themselves like pushing forward and going forward. Like I had done a lot of research into Kendrick Lamar recently because I wanted to perform one of his songs but then I realised I couldn't do that because he had a different like his upbringing was different to mine obviously Mm. because he grew up in Compton California Mm. and he was yeah his his lifestyle was significantly different to mine Mm -hmm. although I I still loved him as an artist I Mm. still loved him as a performer Mm -hmm. as a songwriter but his his upbringing had significantly significantly impacted his uh songwriting and how he managed to relate his music 
to mm-hmm. his lifestyle mm-hmm. of back in the day of how he had gone around and basically just managed to survive life in Compton. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I couldn't necessarily do the same because, like, don't get me wrong, Cov- I, <laughs> I want to say I love Coventry, but I don't. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's tough. Yeah. But, it's just the way how life is and yeah. sometimes life can be unfair so like uh, yeah life can be unfair at times and it's just the way how you manage to pick yourself up and just be like listen look let's just try and take pros and cons from this mm. see what you can do better see what you have already done well mm-hmm. and then try and put that into the next song that you that you like produce or that you release yeah and I think I've managed to do that, like really, really well with with Love Life. Oh, oh! <coughs> are you dropping the title of a song? <clears throat> oh, are you dropping? Are you dropping the title of a song? <laughs> We're gonna watch out for that. <laughs> yeah. We're watching the space. <laughs> oh my days! Yeah. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So... I guess in the song writing space, other than just like getting um, critical, like feedback mm-hmm. from other people, what else is there that you've learned from like songwriting? I think it's just fully expressing yourself mm-hmm. and not being afraid to share your experiences mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what I've managed to do well. I think with. I, with I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. it was it wasn't lyrically for me. It wasn't lyrically the best because it wasn't my experiences in particular. Yeah, I was kind of writing from someone else's perspective as well as mine. Mm. But with eating right, again, it it wasn't the best because I was writing from a perspective that I want to try and achieve and want to try and. Uh, sort of perceive myself to be mm-hmm. but uh yeah and then i was like like i'm not happy i'm not quite happy with this one as well mm. but with oh, i'm telling you i'm telling you now <laughs> i'm telling you now love life mm-hmm. is one of the best songs i have ever written because not only is it deep but it's also um energetic the way how the like the beat is, has flown in and sort of gotten with my, my lyric writing. It's sort mm-hmm. of, it's mellow, but at the same time, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I see, I see where this is going. Yeah. And it's just, it's just an incredible song. Yeah. I'll actually play it for you afterwards. After this <gasps> I'm as well. Excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm getting an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've grown you've progressed you've been able to express yourself and stuff like that how then going back to kind of like music as you're pursuing it now Mm -hmm. 
how do you get into it? Because a lot of people are like, how do I get into the music industry? How do I get into the music scene? And you were literally footballer. Now you've gone to being a musician. Mm. Obviously, you're doing it at uni. But like, how do you get into that space? How do you get into that place of, you know, looking at gigs and finding, you mentioned that you have a producer. How do you meet these people? How did you, yeah, how did you get into that space Mm. of like, oh yeah, I'm doing these gigs and I'm going to these open mics and da 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 and I'm working with this producer and Mm. I'm working with these artists. Like you were name dropping people and I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) we we like that now, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, actually my producer I met in secondary school. Okay. Yeah, and he was, has actually um, started himself as a YouTuber Mm -hmm. and me and him... Like that's when we've like initially collected connected because we had filmed YouTube videos together, mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, this is a throwback for him as well if he's listening. But we had done public dares in Coventry and Birmingham, mm-hmm. where we were just doing dares and just being like outlandish. Yeah, and that, yeah, that I, just a little bit of context as well. There was one dare in Coventry where um, I had pushed him into the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to make it up as a we were like I was like taking photos and then he came in out of nowhere and then we started having an argument and then I pushed him into the fountain <laughs> yeah um, he was ill for the next three days oh god oh god <laughs> oh yeah so so basically like you guys have been friends for a while yeah we have been friends for a while yeah and that's how we initially connected. And then when I heard his song called Save Me, mm-hmm. uh, he goes under the artist name Discover. Mm-hmm. When I heard that song, I instantly fell in love because he was talking about his sort of like his his life and how he had slipped into um, depression. Mm-hmm. And he had just thought like the world was just coming in at him and everything was like not going well for him mm. and then when i listened to that song i i fell in love straight away yeah and i i had initially like put it on my instagram story and i went from right putting it on my instagram story to then writing my own verse and putting a remix on it mm-hmm. which i think he's releasing his ep in march so, boy, you better release that soon. It's yeah. in a month's time. Yeah. Ah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I had then initially written my own verse. And then I, I like, I said to him, like, yo, I, I've, I've written my own verse. And I wanted to, like, try and get it recorded and see what you think. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then when he, when he heard my verse as well, he was like, wait, Stephen, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, like... <laughs> This, this is insane. How have you managed to do this? And I was like, honestly, I just wrote the lyrics in about an hour and I looked at the lyrics myself and I was like, wait, no! <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Because it's just, like, I don't, I don't know how I do it, but I managed to instantly, like, once I listened to the song and I, I tried to understand the lyrics of where the person is like writing from, what mm-hmm. kind of space they were writing from. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to relate that in a way how I would do it. Mm-hmm. So when I listened to his song, I was like instantly, I was like, right, I can talk, I can straight away talk about like 
my past relationships and how much pain and hurt that I've been going through because it was it was insane. Yeah. And I've managed to do a remix with him and ever since then we had just been working together with every song that I had put out mm-hmm. and he has been working on a couple of songs himself mm-hmm. where um I can't say whether I've had a feature or not because I don't think I have. <laughs> but yeah, either way, yeah, is he is an incredible producer. Yeah. And songwriter and song performer. Yeah. And it's insane how how him and I have just managed to just click straight away. Yeah. And just be like, right, this is what you need. This is what you do. If mm. you write the lyrics for this part, or if you just write the lyrics, then you're you're good to go. Mm. And then everything will be sorted within a couple of weeks and yeah it was just incredible no no I get it because like you connected on like a musical level you connected through the language of music Mm -hmm. which I think it sounds really nice to say but it genuinely is like if you find people that really understand you as a musician and what you're saying like it means the world because it's like especially with songwriting you're in a vulnerable place. Mm. Like, you're really, like, exposing how you really feel about certain things. It's like exposing your diary to the world. Yeah. So then all of a sudden having these people listen to your song and be like, oh, no, I vibe with it. Or even better, when you have, like, people like your friends, people, like, discover just being able to be like, oh, my days, this is my music. Mm. And then people like you just being like, that's so cool. Have you ever thought about doing this? And mm. There's one thing... I guess what I'm trying to say is it's one thing when somebody is like, oh, I love your song, by the way, it's so good. I really yeah. love your lyrics. But there's another thing when somebody's like, I love what you did there. Let me help you. Mm. Like, let me take a spin on this or something that you sang or something that you said inspired me to do something else. Mm. I think that is something so different, but it's just, it's amazing if you're able to like find people like that. Yeah. And it's rare. It is, it's it rare. is very rare. It's rare to find people that like speak your language of music. Mm. Or like your, what's it called? Your, yeah, your language of music. Mm. I think because of the amount of love and support that I had shown him on that song as well, he was like, like, like it was incredible to see like how much love you've given to the song. I like, he had actually like considered just stop doing music after that song and I was like really? yeah and I was like wow well it's a good thing I saved that because yeah. like, <laughs> well I did not want him to disappear from the scene just yeah. like that no so okay just as we're probably gonna draw to a close mm. I'm gonna ask a few more questions where do you see yourself what's the dream what is the dream I think what I'm 20 years old now I think in about five five to seven years time performing at the O2 uh, yeah okay honestly like okay yeah yeah I, I, yeah I honestly see myself performing at the O2 yeah one day and being able to like face to face connect with um a, a listener and just being like this this is the same pain that I had gone through mm. so I know I know how you're feeling I know what I'm talking about mm. and just being t- just just being present in 
in and around people and in and around the stage mm-hmm. and yeah just one day even even one day just being able to go on tour in all around like England and like all, the, all over the UK really the world like, I'm just gonna mean? dream bigger for you the world yeah. the, the world. world the world mm-hmm. that would be insane mm. yeah I, yeah that's how that's how I'd wanna be so the dream the dream is to perform mm-hmm to perform, keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully making an income out of it that I wouldn't have to be like seeking out a second job and be like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. making sure that music is my main source of income. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just being able to share what I like, just, just being able to share. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you want, because I know we talked about it before we started recording, do you want to be signed or do you want to continue down like the independent route? I want to continue down the independent route for, or I can't necessarily say how long I want to continue because then I can't really just expect them to be like, okay, sign me now. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to continue down the under, un, like the independent route for a good amount of time just mm-hmm. so that I could still get myself like get my name around like the community and everything mm-hmm. but then if an opportunity comes where a record label has approached me like I said I definitely wouldn't decline it straight away I would definitely consider it consider it and think about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow yeah so the dream the dream is big the dream is big the dream is big shoot for the stars shooting for the stars aim for the moon <laughs> so okay I always ask my guests this question Mm. well I should have asked it to you at the beginning but I'm going to ask it to you now regarding music and everything that you've said how do you feel that you have been like miseducated in with music or when it comes to music um I've been miseducated in a way because I feel like especially with um signed artists mm-hmm. I feel like what I have been learnt what what I've been learnt English one oh one um what I have been taught at a younger age is like sort of like oh signed musicians are sort of selling their souls and just writing music. It's like that's not always the case in fact that's rarely ever the case mm-hmm. where someone will just like sell their soul in order to keep performing music and all of that stuff because it's to me it sounds unrealistic mm-hmm. as well as like like it made me feel uneducated on the fact that I couldn't really like relate with any of the artists that's why I sort of like stayed away from music because I was like oh selling oh I don't want to do that I don't want to sell my soul to music like but then once I like once I'd gotten deeper with like music records and sort of like gained more information about it I was like wow it's not it's not the way how everybody makes it Mm -hmm. it's just like dramatic theories and all of that stuff but yeah I feel like that's the way how I've been miseducated Mm. so 
would you say that it's kind of miseducated because you were led to believe that it's not really about that the music industry is not really about the music at all and kind of like thinking that if you do want to go into it it's about like giving up your autonomy and stuff like that which for some people for some artists the way they've talked about it it really is yeah that like they are selling away their art um because of different contracts and legals and stuff like that but I think what I'm getting from what you're saying is like it's not just about that like those people do it for they are there's always the love of music yeah yeah of course yeah. there's always the love of music yeah and I think sometimes we're led to believe that these people just do it for fortune and fame and to for the clout and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it's like no there are genuine people that do it because they love music mm-hmm. and it's not about being known or stuff like that it's about as you said in your dream you see yourself connecting with a listener being like I know where you've been yeah and I'm singing it to you but you're also singing it back to me and it's like kind of like a point of connection yeah so then if that's how you've been miseducated how are you then re-educating yourself in music I think the way how I'd want to re-educate myself in music is just by keep learning mm-hmm. like even the theory side of music of how everything happens and how you can construct stuff from the theory side to another person's of perspective of music and how they had like grown up listening to music and what genres they had done just mm. just keep keep learning mm. because there's never a time where you stop learning there's like it's like it's not like as soon as you leave uni right you stop learning from there mm. no you can always keep learning and that's something I'd always wanted to. That's keep. on period. Yeah, that is on. Sorry, that period. quote right there. Doesn't matter when you leave education or whether you agree with the what's it called or whether you agree with how like academic side of things, mm. how that goes. You never stop learning. Yeah. You never stop learning. Mm. Life is your life is your teacher. Yes. In the words of Beyonce, who needs a degree when you're school in life? Exactly. Who needs a degree in school in life? Says somebody with a degree. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, okay. Before we wrap up, what is the last thing that you want to be saying to the peoples? Um, oh, what is the last thing I want to be saying to the people? Uh, <laughs> it's getting comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my Instagram. It's Steps when Joe he S T E P Z. S-T-E-P-Z Wanjohi W-A-N-J-O-H-I Watch out for my Spotify It's also the same as my Instagram Um, Watch out for Love Life Which comes out in May And yeah Go listen to Ezra's music We love it We love it We love it Yes (laughs) Firstly I'm kind of annoyed with myself because I didn't do my little quick miseducated questions segment and that's literally my favourite thing to do when I'm conducting interviews. So literally as I sat editing this episode I was like so annoyed with myself because I was like Sarah come on like you've done this for almost a year now but you know what it is what it is. Secondly I just want to thank you 
Steve so much for being on the podcast like I'm so happy and I'm so proud of you like you're going so far my child I'm so proud of you keep going keep writing keep singing keep doing what you're doing and thirdly I think that in this episode like my big takeaway was really about confidence I think that there is an assurance and a confidence that you have to have especially in this dog eat dog world like you have to like believe in yourself and in your dreams and I think that there is a huge difference between you know confidence and cockiness and I think the difference is the ability to keep adapting to like with confidence you have the ability to keep adapting you are able to take on criticism you have patience and a consistency while as like I feel like cockiness is very much like I want it now uh you're very stuck in your ways stubborn in your ways and I definitely think that Stephen is like an example of that and I'm inspired by Steve's confidence and his dreams and his music he is definitely not afraid to dream big but also his vulnerability and the fact that he's not afraid to to feel and to channel what he feels into his music and Steve is young Steve is young he's in uni like he has so much further to go and so much more to learn but and I'm so hopeful for him and I can see him going so far and yes I am biased I am biased but I'm so so happy for him and I'm so proud of him and I can't wait to be going to your live shows and going to your live gigs so proud of you so since we've been talking about big dreams what are your big dreams let me know and you can let me know by following Miss Educate on social media the information will be in the description box below additionally so will the Miss Educate blog where you can now listen to these episodes along with a few additional notes by yours truly and while you're there don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so that you don't miss out on new posts and lastly continue to watch read listen educate and then re-educate yourselves make sure to rate review on apple Podcasts and spotify now and share this podcast with a friend and a friend and another friend and tune in next time for another discussion on the miseducate podcast bye Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.